Welcome to the Hidden Orchard Podcast. On this podcast, we will explore the deeper concepts and the intersection of Jewish wisdom, the New Testament, and science. We will bring you fascinating insights from the ancient and modern sources, all with the goal of improving and getting the most out of life. Visit our website at thehiddenorchard.com to subscribe to our newsletter and get more information like this. Now, today's episode. So this week marks the first anniversary of the Hidden Orchard Project. And thanks to Hashem and thanks to you, the listeners and the subscribers, for constant interaction, sharing, commenting, liking, and basically giving me content ideas through the week. I love interacting with people who are out there listening and reading. So leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there's something I can add to my list of topics to cover. And in the meantime, I'm going to go back through the site and clean up some of the early articles that I posted. Some of them contain important messages and may have been buried through the steady release of content. I'm also going to build a programs page, which you can see now on thehiddenorchard.com. And in this, I'm going to find a way to bring content into a streamlined sort of learning process so that you can gain insight into a particular topic going from article to article in some kind of a sequence rather than having to scroll forever or search. Okay, so with that, one of the topics that I posted probably a year ago at this point is called abolishing the Torah. So when I try to describe Midrash, I often compare it to pop culture stories. And I wrote about this in my book, Into the Orchard, the Midrashic tradition in the New Testament. Now, quoting a few words from a well-known movie, a speaker or a teacher can amplify their message, importing a world of themes and context in seconds. If the audience has seen the movie and they're familiar, they'll immediately make the connection and understand the meaning on a deeper level. But if the audience is unfamiliar with the reference, the quote actually becomes a detractor. It causes confusion and one more thing the speaker has to explain. It becomes a stumbling block in a sense, or a distraction. As they say, if you have to explain a joke or a reference, it loses something. The same is true with Midrash, or Agata as it's known when found in the Talmud. It's a unique form of Jewish homiletics, and they can be seen all throughout the parables and stories found in rabbinic literature, especially the New Testament. Now in ancient times and still today, the Midrashic tradition is the core content of sermons and weekly teachings in the synagogue. After many years of study, a learned rabbi can acquire a myriad of authoritative and well-known midrashim, which is the plural, to provide new insights and perspectives to the audience. But if the audience is unaware of the framework or unaware of the reference, then the results can be devastating. One of the examples can be seen in the Gospel of Matthew, which ironically, this passage has become the go-to proof text to illustrate how Jesus fulfilled the Torah's commandments and essentially nullified them in the process. In other words, Jesus kept them so perfectly that no one else has to any longer. Of course, this logic fails when we apply it to modern law. If someone were to keep all of the laws in their lifetime in, call it, the United States, they would thus nullify the need for those laws for anybody else. Of course, that would create chaos. That's not what he's saying here. And in fact, an antinomian view is what came from these words. However, Jesus himself warns against such a practice. In Matthew 5.19, he says, Whoever relaxes 
one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So how did we get here? Something's missing. I think this misunderstanding developed skewed views regarding the Torah, the Hebrew Bible, the Jewish people, and even Jesus himself. But let's go back and understand the Midrash because he's actually quoting an ancient Midrash here. And we'll see something profound that changes our view of this passage. Okay, so according to tradition, when faced with the prohibition against multiplying wives, that is taking many wives in Deuteronomy, King Solomon felt his faith could withstand violating this injunction. Incidentally, as the Midrash says, he removed the smallest letter from the passage, which is the letter Yod. And if you go to the website, thehiddenorchard.com, the graphic for this article is the Yod. But what was the harm? After all, it was the smallest letter. Not a big deal, right? However, the Yod is quite deep in its meaning. It factors into many different Midrashic stories that go way back to the era of the Tanaim, which is the era around Jesus, back to the time of Rabbi Hillel and Rabbi Shammai. And these two rabbis we mentioned many times on the site. It's also part of the divine name. So the Yod, even though the smallest, is a very important letter in a word whenever it appears in one. So we can assume that removing the letter is not a good idea. In this particular passage, the removal of the Yod reverses the injunction and completely changes the meaning of this passage from one of prohibition to one of encouragement, enabling him to multiply wives at will. Okay, here's the Midrash, and it comes from Exodus Rabbah 6. Solomon arose and studied the reason of God's decree, saying, Why did God command he shall not multiply wives to himself? Is it that his heart will turn away? Well, I will multiply it, and my heart still will not turn away from the Creator. Our sages said at that time, The yod of the word, Yarbeh, went up on high and prostrated itself before God and said, Master of the universe, you said no letter shall ever be abolished from the Torah. Behold, Solomon has now arisen and abolished one letter, me. Who knows? Today he has abolished one letter, tomorrow another, until the whole Torah will be nullified. God replied, Solomon and a thousand like him will pass away, but the smallest letter will never be erased from thee. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not a dot or an iota will pass from the law until all is accomplished. It becomes clear here that Jesus is actually quoting a Midrash, and the Midrash is teaching that not a single letter, even the smallest letter, could ever be removed from the Torah. But then some would say, well, he fulfilled it. So what does that mean? We still have to wrestle with that term. He came to fulfill it. Well, this too seems to come from a Midrash. The word used for fulfill is starkly used in Exodus Rabbah 43.6, a few chapters after that Midrash. We'll read it. Moses said to the Holy One, Why are you so angry? Is it because your Torah, which they have violated? If so, it's my responsibility to ensure that I and my colleagues will fulfill it. Even if the rest of the people fail in their obligation, Aaron and his son will fulfill it. Joshua and Caleb will fulfill it. Ya'er and Machir will fulfill it. And all the other righteous people will fulfill it. And I myself will fulfill it. So what we see here, Jesus is actually pulling from the same family of Midrashim, teachings he probably learned at the feet of the sages. Jesus' message is clear. He has come to set a high standard of Torah observance for his students to follow. 
And he warns them not to even think of removing a single commandment from the Torah, for doing so makes one least in the kingdom. With this, we realize his teaching all along has been nearly the opposite of popular interpretations, thus illustrating the importance of understanding the Jewishness of the New Testament. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information like this, again, visit our website, thehiddenorchard.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and look out for other articles posted there throughout the weeks. Reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show. Until next time, have a great week.